Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Hi. Hello. I wanted you to see how I go out. What it looks. I usually sometimes we all put a hat on too. I don't you want people to recognize it. Yeah, Israeli army. Do I? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Do I look good? And then I'll take off my glasses, and the girls are like, "Oh my god, who is that young? Who's that young, sexy thing?" And then I pull this off. They go, "Oh my god, that's an old man." What's right? Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. And then they're like. Mind blown. Do you know how many of us are improved with our masks? I don't even oh, ask. Them I'm in love I have space for radio. That's why I've been doing it for 20 years. I, you know, yeah. I got my mask right over here. I don't know. It's a beautiful thing. Everyone thought you were Elizabeth Taylor. You know what? My mother actually did look like Elizabeth Taylor. But do you know what today is? Yeah. It's a today day. is the deadline for filing your taxes or your extensions. Just want to put that out there while you still have a couple call of Call your accountant. Tell him to do what he has to do. I think it takes five minutes online. I know. I Our accountant know. passed away. What? That's a wacky thing. I don't want to. Mine didn't, thank God. I know. That's always a good excuse, though, with the IRS. Oh, My accountant did. died. He died. I don't know what to tell you. I feel badly. He was the loveliest man. Listen, speaking of lovely men. I have a lovely guest. Yeah, most days. That's not not today. So let me ask you a question. You know how some people have someone at work that becomes the work wife? Um, That's weird. I find that uh, misogynistic. But sure, go ahead. So, so are we each other's work wife? No, absolutely. You're my. You are not. You are my. You no, no. I I have a wife. She's right here, (laughs) bugging me all day long. But I want to do this. You know, maybe my. This may be my new trend. We have a great friend of mine on coming on. I've known her for, God, I don't even know, maybe 20 years. Absolutely in love with her and her sister and her brother-in-law and her father and everybody in her family. Can almost. I tell you something? But wait a minute. I want a good show. So let me just do this because everything goes great with bacon. So yes. if we put this on today, we're going to have a great show because everything goes good with bacon, right? Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. That's all. In Italian... There's an expression that translates, if you if you tell me who your friends are, then I can tell you who you are. If you show me who your friends are, then I can tell you who you are. What about your enemies? I think it's better with your enemies. If you tell me who you don't like, I can find out who you are as a person. One of the things I'm leading to in my fingers fingers thought is you have the most extraordinary friends, and I'm always blown away by the lovely people that are your friends and your friends in the business turn out to be the best people in the business. And they say water takes its own level. And when there are groovy people hanging around, guess what? They're going to be more groovy people attracted to that. So this is a groovy chick. I'm telling you right now. So a yeah. bunch of years, maybe 10 years ago, her father and I were going to, he's a big rock star, but you'll find out who he is in a minute. Big, 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 bigger than big rock star. 
we were pitching a show and it was going to be called dinner it was going to be called dinner at michael's but he kept saying it was dinner at his place and we were at this big huge meeting and he pitched it out at dinner at meatloaf's and i was like it's supposed to be dinner at michael's why are you saying it's dinner at your place and it was the greatest thing ever but who who am i going to argue with this icon right of right. course his name, his name is meatloaf right separated meat and loaf not as one word i'm just saying but then, you know, through all these years, I'm very close with the family. So his daughter, Amanda, television and movie star, right? Television and movie star. She will not admit it. I've seen everything she's in. She was on some HBO shows called Carnival. She was in a lot of things, right? She was in this, this movie. What was the last movie? She'll tell us about it with some handsome guy. And I'm, you know, just on and on and on. She's always a little bit of a floozy in the shows. I'm not going to lie. But, we, but I'm telling you. It's who she is. What do you want me to tell you, right? Can I just but, tell you, don't you but, wish you had a little of that to be able to be just a little more like that? And, and, and I'm, a little bit of, I'm a little bit of a floozy. Let's bring on Amanda. Can we bring on Amanda? Because she is launching her YouTube channel. She is an amazing human. Let's bring her on Amanda a day. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, Paulette. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, how are you? Good to have you with us. That's not me. <laughs> it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. First of all, I have to compliment you on your launch and debut show of All Access Eats on YouTube. Thank you so much. I mean, it, it yeah, it, it's kind of organic, right? They say, do what you know, do what you love, and then good things will happen, right? I grew up on tour with dad and grew up traveling, lived all over the world. And, you know, when you're backstage, when you're a kid, you get bored. Um, and so you kind of learn how to do a little bit of what everybody's doing. And I love spending time with the catering crew and learning how to cook all these comfort food dishes that they would feed us. And so that's where I would, you know, and I love food. Um, and so that was really, you know, part of what I did growing up on tour. And then, um, you know, I've taken that into real life. I love cooking for my friends, for my family. I have no idea how to cook for one. Um, it just doesn't work. And so, yeah, I started sharing, especially during quarantine, just cooking up a storm and sharing pictures on my personal Instagram. And people kept asking for recipes. So here we are. Can, I tell, can I tell you just, uh, I want to steal that name because I think it's cooking up a oh, storm. Jennifer, we should do that together. I would love to absolutely fun cooking up a storm. Cooking up a storm. Absolutely. That was the idea, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's a quarantine hit. I, want, I, I battled the depression of it all because I had all these. So I live in Kentucky now. I moved out of LA about three years ago, and I finally had all these. I had a play I was starring in, and a movie I got cast in, and it took me three years to like sort of build up and network here, and it was finally all happening. And then, you know, quarantine hit. And so everything gets canceled. And so to fight the depression, I just started cooking even more. And anything I could think of. And I'm so, so lucky. I've got right literally a block from my house is this little grocery store called the Good Foods Co-op. And it's a oh, yeah. it's just yeah. that's the right that just that's the right name. <laughs> So it's a cooperative grocery store. Technically, we're owners. Um, and all they have is locally sourced produce, locally sourced meats. Everything's organic and farm-raised. And it's awesome. 
Um, and so just start going. And anytime I was, I'd go in there and go, okay, what looks good? Okay, today I'm going to make a double butter crust chicken pot pie. Today I'm going to make, oh. you know, oh stuffed artichokes. It's, you know, whatever I could think of. I do want to show Jennifer the picture of you as a baby when you were on tour. And you were, okay, Jen, look at, look at this face. Look at this. Wasn't she adorable then? I mean, is this amazing? She, she was cooking at a very young age. Very young. Very young. Very Can I just say, how come it's taken us this long to meet? Because I feel like the words coming out of you could very easily be coming out of me. I, I blame I blame poets. So <laughs> we've been doing we've been doing a lot. No, Amanda, Amanda. Oh my God, how many television shows regarding food have we pitched? Oh uh, my God, and like your dad and I pitched a couple. Yep. Her and I pitched some. You know, but it's you and I pitched one that he was the host of. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one, right? The funniest is like him sitting in a room pitching a show that's supposed to be a community thing, and it turns into his show. Oh, and I just I just have to sit there and just not say anything, right? It was like, oh, dinner at Beats, but he had just had the A one commercials come out, so it yep. was like a perfect thing. And we were working on that with what going, and it's really what you're doing. Is we were working on that show. We were talking with Rob Cavallo, the great producer. Yep. And we were going to like literally have him cooking and bring in artists and all these things. And the reality is people don't know this, Jennifer, but when you go and, and they used to call it like craft services, right? And so people, some people call it, but really this backstage catering people, Jennifer, we had that lady on, remember that lady right. from England? What was her from name? England. Right. What was her name? Do you remember? Don't ask me today. I'm going to ask you tomorrow too, until you figure it out. But tomorrow she, was, have the answer she probably, me. I'm sure Amanda must have met her because she was cooking with like Paul McCartney and all these guys, right? In that same, and she did something for Suffer Motley, hundred percent for your dad's. Group, one of the right? one of the girls from Snack Attack, I think, right? Was it was it Snack Attack, Jen? What was it called? I'll look it up while we're chatting. Okay. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention is while it sounds like I don't have any background in that, in fact. One of my very first job in food in any professional capacity was I did a, a, a an internship at the Boston Garden when it was still the Boston Garden. I was writing an article for my school paper for when I was in junior high school. And I was so passionate about food that I wrote a letter to the woman who did all the catering backstage. She'd been written up in the Boston Globe. And I said, could I? write a story about you too. Can I come and follow you around? So she said, yes, the, the show I have coming up next is Queen with Freddie Mercury. Wow. And so I literally, the first craft services backstage, all excess eating experience I ever had was making food for Freddie Mercury and Queen. That's amazing. I love that. That's, that's I'm, I am having a fan moment because you to Freddie than I ever got the chance to, I think. And then I spent time at the Cape Cod Melody Tent. And again, you know, yeah. when you're on the back of the house, I mean, that, that's just such a natural. I, I get where that is. How do you describe to people who are not in the touring business how important it is to really make a home, even mm. for a day, wherever yeah. you are? And yeah. how important food becomes... In, in making that happen. Talk a little bit about the the home and essential part of All Access. And, yeah, and I don't know that you can necessarily make, I mean, in the ways that I think about, like, being on tour and making a home. So, you know, contractually speaking, when you're on tour with someone like my dad, um, you have food requirements. 
And but those can also but requirements include things like we have to have a juicer, you know, we have to have especially for breakfast and lunch, um, you know, and we make sure that, you know, because we have all kinds of dietary needs between the band and the crew and dad. So we have to make sure that there's vegan meals and vegetarian meals and dad. Himself. Are you talking about, are you talking about Paul Crook right now? He's one of them, but he's not the only one. What? He's not? Pretty wow. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, um, um, so dad actually, he eats the same exact meal every single night before a show, before a show. Interesting. Um, he eats the same, it's, um, it's steamed string beans and then either a small, um, just a plain grilled chicken breast or a plain grilled steak. That's it. That's all he'll eat. And he'll barely, he'll pick at that. Um, and then, but also um, a um, thing of uh, chicken noodle soup. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. And it's what super is that? to eat the chicken noodle soup, but it's always there because usually he'll have, he'll have at least a bowl of that. And yeah. But it's, it's creating those, um, those creature comforts because obviously backstage, you you know, I, I know I hear about artists that tour with furniture and all and vases and flowers. And Steven things. Tyler said what? What did Steven Tyler say? <laughs> Dad is much more simpler than that. You know, really, he has his stuff that he needs that we travel with mostly. Um, and then his food that he wants and, you know, a certain number of just chairs, desk chairs in his, in his dressing room. And that's about it. Um so it's, but it's about, yeah, it's about creating those, those creature comforts. And it's not just for dad, but for, like I said, for the whole band and crew. And, and, um, because if you don't, you really will start to go a bit mad. So, so talk a little bit about All Access Eats as a, as a, as a platform, a stage for you to tell your food story. Yeah. What um, and what do you intend it to become? What do you intend uh, it to be? I don't know. You know, there's so many things that it could become that I'd roll around in my, you know, it's so early that right now I just want it to be what it's about. So I, I grew up on tour. I grew up traveling the world with dad. I learned how to cook all the comfort foods that I'm talking about from chefs all over the world. Because um, also growing up as a kid on tour, that idea of like kid food doesn't really exist. You know, there's no, the catering, the catering girls have enough requirements with dad and the band and the crew that they're not also going to cook another meal just for us. Um, and so that really was out. And so I ate whatever was available and, you know, um, and so that, you know, I love German food. I love Japanese food. I love, I love British food as weird. Everybody goes British food. Yikes. Um, you'll see uh, next week in my episode, I do, it was actually a, a take on um, Julia Child's Chicken Archduke, but I learned it from some British chefs. There she is. Uh, I learned it from some British chefs. So there's a little tiny, tiny British twist that I'm not going to give away the trick yet, um, but you'll see it next week in that episode. Neat. Well, Jennifer was friends with Julia. How about well, that, Amanda? I mean, friends. Cool? Let's say I was privileged enough to have grown up in Massachusetts. Oh, wow. Privileged enough to have had the opportunity to um, be in the world of 
uh, of going to. You were a little nuisance, little girl, a little nuisance girl that was always following around Julia. <laughs> yeah, right? I treated at her house, but but more importantly, when 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 her kitchen when she turned ninety and and there were all kinds of celebratory. I was very fortunate to be invited to many of those events, and so I. I won't go so far as to say we were pals. I, I can't say we were correspondents. Sadly, I wish I had had that chance. But Julia gave me the one of the most important um, gifts that I, to this day, give to young culinarians and foodies. She gave me the toast that she shared with her husband, Paul, and the guests that came to their home. And so in my own small way, I try and, and keep that... Um, that true spirit of conviviality alive by sharing that toast as a charge to people to go forward and share it with their new friends. So when you clink glasses with friends new and old, that you will be keeping Julia's spirit of conviviality alive. Are, are you going to share it with us today or do I get that? I can. I can go get a glass and do that. Do you have a glass right there? I have some glasses right here. Hold on. Let me just pop I them up. Big, all I have is a giant, <laughs> my giant water we have glasses, right? This is where it goes. There it is. There it is, Jennifer. There it is. Well, I'll I'll clink with you know. I I have these gorgeous because I'm I'm such a a, a dink. If we're chasing, so I, I have to have my favorite glass. Give me thirty seconds. I'll go get a favorite glass. I'll be right back. Yeah, get a favorite glass because it's totally it makes it taste better. Don't right. you? Think? I don't know. I kind of like my glasses, but they weren't so impressive. You know, our next guest popped on and then he popped off. I don't know what happened. I got scared. Just scared it. Talking about you. Well, you, look a little, you look a little snooty today, so you probably... Do I look... A little bit. Maybe you need a donut. Is it my makeup? It just could be, you know, you look a little bit like... Um, how do I my say My grandmother. Elizabeth? I look a little bit Elizabeth, like... Like Elizabeth Taylor today. A little bit like, you know, Cleopatra. You look a little bit... I don't want to say you look a little bit like Judy Garland, but a little bit like, you know, Sid Loft. That's all. That's all. I look, I look more like uh, Vincent Minnelli than Liza Minnelli. Oh my God! Here we go. That's not true. Anyway, a beautiful woman, Jennifer. So Let me get back. We were Amanda at at uh, Copia. I don't know if you've ever been to Copia, the American Museum of Wine, Food, and Art. I have not. In uh, Napa, California, and we at the opening they had a restaurant that was called Julia's Kitchen, and we were waiting for the media opening and the grand debut of this experience and. We were seated next to each other, really clink glasses close. And I asked Julia, what was the toast that she shared with her own husband, Paul, with her friends? And she said, as she clinked her glass to mine, right. as it clinks, we hear the bells of friendship. So she said, le carillon de l'amitié, to the bells of friendship. Bells of friendship. I will learn that in French later on. <laughs> we hear the bells of friendship when we clink our glasses together. And as we clink with friends old and new, we give them this toast and tell them when they go forward in their life around the table in conviviality to share Ooh. Julia's toast and to give it to food friends who then will express it on in their next experience. In our, so we our, say to the bells of friendship. Can we just say it in English? To the bells. To the bells of friendship. friendship. They the bells of friendship when we clink our glasses together. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. To so the bells of friendship. I love that. And thank you so much. I feel honored. And I don't know if this is, is blasphemy, but um, I'm sitting here. So my, the table in front of me is too low. 
So I had to raise my computer up a little bit for the sake of the camera. So Julia is actually holding my laptop up right now. <laughs> I've got uh, both uh, uh, Art of French Cooking 1 and 2. <laughs> wow, you are so... so see how passionate she is? I, She's I, passionate. No. I collect cookbooks the way other people collect, you know, albums. My, can I just tell you, you and I are like sisters are we, from different misters. <laughs> we're sinking. I love Thank it. God. <laughs> I, I collect cookbooks too. Do you ever go, do you travel a lot? Well, not nobody travels now, but have you ever been to um, either the uh, Omnivore bookstore in San Francisco with Amelia uh, Sack? No. Curates the best collection on the West Coast of vintage cookbooks. She has autographed editions. They're marvelous. Ooh. They're the best rare esoteric cookbooks you'll find, as well as the best new books. And then, of course, on the East Coast, the one and only um, Bonnie Slotnick. She, she's just genius. And if you don't buy and collect from her, you're missing out because she's got a great collection. I have to, yeah, I have to learn about both. But no, I travel. So, um, for instance, there was a cookbook that I really want. I, I, I find out about cookbooks online. I'm, I'm a child of, you know, the modern era, and I find out about them online. Um, but, for instance, I found out about a cookbook called Hot Beignets and Warm Boudoirs. Are you familiar Ooh, with it? No, my gosh, that sounds fantastic. It's out of print now, uh, but it's, um, it's old recipes, old, old, old recipes from New Orleans bed and breakfasts. And, and Amanda? I want to share something with you that yeah. we've never shared before in all of the years. <laughs> okay. And we're going to get Chad Belding's backstage. We're going to get Chad on in a minute. He's a oh. very big, you're going to stay on with him, Amanda, because he's a big TV host. Can she? I would love her to. Oh, he's big. He's like the outdoor network. The only guy I know on that channel, Uncle Ted. Remember Uncle Ted had that show, Amanda? Oh, that Uncle Ted. I was like, <laughs> how many Uncle Ted's do you have? I mean, honestly. He's okay. He's fired from being Uncle Ted. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh. All right. I want to show you this. Then we're going to bring Chad on. So so food and beverage. Wait, what did Jennifer? Did you just write me a private chat? Let me see. What did she say? Make me disappear for a minute. Sweetheart, if I can make you disappear. Something. All right. You go get something. I'm going to share this with I'm you. Gonna get Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. You're disappeared, Jennifer. Go get something. So food and beverage magazine, right, as our gifts. Chad, you should watch this. I know you see me here. This is what we get. You see this cookbook? It's can you see this? Or is the two is the light? There we go. The joy oh, of cooking. There it is. Yeah. Okay, now now watch this. Now watch it. We had and I these are all vintage cookbooks. I have 30 different ones, right? Uh-huh. I, I probably should have picked a different one. When you open it, you know what it is? It's a journal. Ooh. It's a, of a journal, right? And I think there's probably a few pages of the book itself. Very cool. Most of it is empty pages of a journal, and, and then there's some recipes and all the stuff, right? So they sort of enlarge the book and give you an extra 50 pages of just plain paper or whatever, right? right? They mix it in with the book. And this is the gift that food, only special people get. I'll send you some. I have a Hershey's cookbook. I buy vintage cookbooks, right? and they do this from Food and Beverage Magazine. So I love it. Right here somewhere. I love them. That's beautiful. Is that amazing? So nobody nobody has this. I didn't want any of my competitors to know what I did. And then I realized I'm so big, I don't have any competitors, Amanda. But you already knew that. You do. You are the, you're the only one that does what you do. Right? So hold on a minute. When we get Jennifer, hold on, Jennifer. Let's just do one thing that we're going to bring Chad on. Well, Jen, did you want to show us something? 
French cooking by Julia. Who is that by? There it is. There it okay. is. All right, we're going to go for a break really quick, and then we're going to bring Chad on. Okay? So, well, give me one more minute, because I have to say one thing. I will after our break, because then we're going to bring Chad on. Yep. We're going to do I'm a break, gonna... then you're going to talk, then we're going to bring Chad on. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Go ahead, talk. <laughs> Amanda, let's tell everybody about All Access Eats, where it can be found. And where they can find you. Amanda's not leaving us. She's staying with us. But I want to talk over the next guy. So uh, your next Let friend. me just say this. When Amanda, Amanda's the best house guest ever. When she leaves, she leaves candy for you. Um, you can find me allaccesseats.com. That's my website on YouTube. Um, I have another 30 days before I can have an official URL. Uh, but on YouTube, it is All Access Eats. Uh, you can search that channel. Uh, and then Instagram, All Access Eats. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy. And you can find all the links to all of my social media right there at the website. And while you are still in the first chair, a la The Tonight Show, I have to say to you, you know, on Fridays, we actually go into the kitchen. We go to the test kitchen. We actually cook. Will you come back and cook with us together in your kitchen and our kitchen on a Friday coming up? I would love to. Absolutely. And I just want to say to Amanda one more one more thing. Well, here's the one thing that I got to say. So I am in no way classically trained or an untrained period. So just ignore my lack or lack thereof knife skills. <laughs> I'm, I, I, do I would do anything for you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and I would do that for you, Amanda. So, yeah. So no, you know what? You know what I want to do? I want to recreate the uh, banquet scene from Rocky Horror. We can do that. You know, Dad <laughs> might actually get involved with that one. He may. That may tickle his funny bone. You know what I mean, Amanda? There are some things that he gets a little over. But he, may, he gets excited about stuff. But he then might get excited about the whole thing. <laughs> we don't, yeah, he would take over the whole thing. That's the problem. All right, hold on one second. Well, We're alternatively, we could go out with this next guest. And, uh, you know, you, you, if you don't catch it, you can't cook it. And some of the biggest names, and, and by the way, I've got to also say, I am a humongous baseball fan. I know the game. Going all the way back to the 1800. I love. Right, we're going to skip the commercial because you're talking all through it. The sponsors are going to get mad. No, no. Is this yeah. our next guest? This is the only. Ver this is what I found. I, I googled him, and this is what I found. Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding. This is what I found when I googled it. Is this not the right guy, Chad? Low Come blow. On board. Oh, low blow. low blow. Hey, I could have had the real guy. We could have had Dennis on, huh, Amanda? That would have been funny. Oh. <laughs> Chad Belding. You I want to start off with a low blow because it only gets better from there, right? That's all right. I'll just call you Screech during this. Oh, I, hey. I, don't Chad, know if I, seen, I knew I was going to love you. I don't know if you've seen his movies, Chad, but you would be happy to be called Screech. Dustin Diamonds? That's I've all heard I'm of saying. Him. I've heard of him. <laughs> hey, Chad, welcome. I want to introduce you to our other guest today, Amanda Day. Hi, Chad. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you, too. How are you, Jennifer? You know... I am going to fangirl just a little bit, A, because I'm a huge baseball fan. And I did a little digging, and I love that you played D1 ball because that means you've got that game in your soul. And uh, for everybody I know that has watched you uh, and wonders among the many things that you 
you are a true Renaissance man in that regard. But you're a Renaissance man in the um, authentic gentlemanly arts, including things like baseball, hunting, and fishing. So um, it's no surprise that all your brothers on the diamond want to go out hunting and, uh, you know, just hanging out with you. I mean, you're a really fun guy to go and do these things with. And frankly, I'm, I'm from Boston. I'm from the Northeast. I, I'm a mouthy broad. And I'm probably the last person you would want to take out um, on a shoot. Cause I just want to talk to you the whole time. And you got to stay quiet, but I got to say, I have become a big fan of yours and I just want to welcome you and, and tell you how happy we were to have you on. Well, thank you so much. That's a huge compliment. And I'm a big Fenway fan and I've been to many awesome games there. I've been on the field. I've been to many Zach Brown concerts there and I've <laughs> stood side stage with, with Tim Wakefield and watched uh, Zach Brown band rip it up in Fenway for three nights in a row. Neat, neat, neat. And I am a fan, Chad. Can I talk? Can I tell Chad I'm a fan too? Well, yeah. Because yeah. because Chad, you are. I understand you're putting your image on the great flag of the great state of Nevada for us, because you know I am in Las Vegas. <laughs> nice. And, and it's nice to bring another. It's nice to have another celebrity coming from this little little hot little city, right, Amanda? You don't know what's a hot little city. <laughs> yeah. But where are man. you, Chad? You're in Reno now. Where are you in Reno? I'm in Reno, Tahoe, right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to Vegas a lot, though. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Well, they don't let you back here that often. I heard. I heard they. Well, I come back there five, six times a year. I played baseball at UNLV, and I, I, I come down there to hang for some shows and for some good times for sure. Oh, we gotta bring into some shows. Obviously, you know, bring into some shows. Like yeah, that. We're, keep talking, we're, to show. we're all about you know Amanda's father's meatloaf. Are you familiar with the guy, meatloaf? Is that work? oh? Well, I saw you play his clip there. I love his music for sure, but no, I've never met the man, but I'm a I'm big a fan. Tuber. He would love you. He would love you. He would is love that you. Really your, is that really your dad? Yeah. Oh, congrats. He's a stud. <laughs> and he knows it. It's kind of hard to deny it. <laughs> so is that how you got into cooking with your dad's nickname, or did he get that nickname from loving to cook, or what? You know, uh, his, how he got his nickname was kind of a bummer. But um, his dad wasn't the nicest of guys. But uh, no, I, I got into cooking from grow. I grew up on a tour bus um, and, and traveling the world with him and just learned to cook. Growing up on tour and having catering chefs cooking for us. And I, I want to know how to make that when I get home, you know. Yeah, that's cool. I'd like to be a fly on the wall in that tour bus for some of those nights. <laughs> hey, well. Chad, let's talk a little yeah. bit about the way that you roll through the world and that you do it with um you've got flow and i'm gonna say that in all the things that i've learned about you that ease that you have that respects nature there's not a lot of struggle and strain it seems it seems like you understand something i don't want to say it's spiritual necessarily but you understand the nature of flow and whether it's sports, competition, uh, being out in nature, cooking. It really strikes me that that might be the one thing that flows through everything that you do, this just sense of going with it and flowing instead of struggling and getting stressed. Would you talk a little bit about that? I don't know whether it's a character or a style, but you in some ways are one of the easiest guys I've come across in a really long time. And it's like you have a secret that I that I want to have you share with us. Yeah, I think at one time 
Jen, that there was probably stress, you know, when you, when you're out there and you got, it, you know, capital and an investment tied up and things. And, um, as I matured into my career though, I started to really get a, 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 a fast picture of what I was meant to be doing. And, uh, you know, it was, it was always about respecting the resource. I was raised to respect the resource. And that taught me that, you know, the number one thing that I can do is to get intimate, you know, and be present. So during the hunts, during the cookouts, during the recipes, during the photo shoots, during the phone conversations, I wanted to be present. I wanted to um, show people that I wanted to, you know, have a lot of love and passion for what we were trying to do, whether it was a simple talk or whether it was showing somebody how to cook a rabbit or showing somebody how to hit a baseball. I wanted to do it with love and passion. So I, I, I really did want it to look effortlessly and have good flow and swagger through it. No arrogance. I wanted to be confident, but I wanted to show people that you can really be diverse. You can diversify yourself a lot by showing that you have a passion for different things. So if I was listening to music, I would go all in. If I was collecting baseball cards, I would go all in. If I was going to go give a public speech or on a speaking engagement, I would go all in. And I think that people got wind of that and it just kept enlightening me more to be even more present and to be more passionate and to show people that you can really, um, you really engage with people if you just show that you really care what's being said by them by being a sponge and listening by wanting to learn by not being a know-it-all and just you know be willing to give and uh, I think that that's my biggest trait is that I want to give I want to introduce people I want to make touch points I want to develop my network and I want everybody to get along and be happy and enjoy all of the things that we that we get to do. And my dad always told me, you're put on earth to work. You're going to have a family. You're going to have a lot of love, but to get through life, you have to have a work ethic and you have to be a provider. So I learned that at a young age and I want to show people that, you know, living off the land is cool. Cooking wild game is cool. If, if you respect the resource and you have the heart of a hunter and the compassion for the animal that you're harvesting or pursuing or harvesting, then you can, you can get people engaged and get them on board with you. And I think that during this quarantine, Jen, that we've shown people that, Hey, we have freezers full of meat. We, we, we're willing to teach you our skill sets. We can build a fire. We can cut wood. We can do what it takes to survive when we're supposed to be isolated. And, and it's really brought out a lot in the way that I conduct my businesses, my brands and my personal life. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap the language around it. That makes it really easy for me to explain to someone what's really kind of turned me on about what you do. And it's this idea, and it's actually something that Amanda has as well. It's this idea of strength, grace, and generosity. You just happen to do it in a slightly different vernacular, but you do kind of the same thing. You, you, you have this strength and confidence and you have it with grace and obviously a great measure of creativity. And then you're very generous with it. And I wanted to talk is again, I invited Amanda on and I'd like to have you come on another show on a Friday. When we go into the test kitchen, I would love to have made the stroganoff recipe that you guys sent us. We just couldn't do it today, but it looks amazing. Um, talk a little bit for us about your, you know, food sensibility and your style, because the reality is the food piece of this is actually a relatively big piece of what you do. And it's impossible for me to ask you about this without pointing out that one of the first big things that James Beard, the father of American gastronomy did was write as the food contributor for Argozi magazine, which was a men's magazine in the 1950s that regularly featured game recipes. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really so cool I don't know if you're inspired by that at all or I've uh 
I can't, I, I, I couldn't tell you that without, you know, I'm, I'm sure I have been, I'm sure I have. Yeah, I would love you to send me something. And I think that my inspiration comes from the trailblazers and, um, you know, really taking a hold of what a trailblazer is and what a pioneer is and never, you know, never wanting to take credit for anything. I think recipes are tricky because I think that a lot of my recipes and a lot of my quote unquote flair on the grill or in the kitchen or at the campfire is because of my inspiration. So I do have a new cookbook coming out in the next 12 months and I'm, I'm waiting for a phone call any day and I hope I get, I got my fingers crossed on publishing, but it's called the provider and there's oh, a lot okay. of recipes. There's going to be 70 to hundred recipes, 10 guest celebrity recipes. And a, a lot of it's going to be stories and in the field instruction on how to butcher, how to process. And, and mainly where did my inspiration and my partner Chad's inspiration come from? on these recipes. So for example, I'll, I'll be in the kitchen in, in, in South of Stuttgart, Arkansas. And there's a 68 year old man named Billy Bogey that knows those flooded timber woods and that rice country way better than I ever will. And I sit there and I'm just in awe of his knowledge of the hunt. And then when you go into his kitchen, you're literally like your jaws even further on the ground because you're like, Look at what he's doing. Look at the love he has for creating these this table fair for all. And some of them could be strangers that you fall in love with this man within the first 24 hours. So I'm sitting there watching him cook fried bologna and grits and duck and smothered deer steak and squirrel and all of this stuff that's really good Southern flair. And I'm like, the, not only do the recipes taste good, he serves it with such love. You're just like excited to be in his line in his kitchen or at his table or around the fire with him. So going to places like that, being down in Louisiana, Miss Shelley Wright, she has this, this recipe that's going in the cookbook with her sizzling squirrel. That's really simple, but it's so deep in culture with her family, the way that they'd go out and squirrel hunt with their hounds and get it done. And then all of a sudden they have a table full of stories going on around this squirt pot of squirrels. So I've, I've, I've went to them. I've asked permission. I've learned the stories, the culture around these recipes. So I think a lot of the way that I've conducted my business around cooking and the culinary arts and grilling and all that is by listening and, and getting that inspiration and that influence from so many people that came before me. And I love that about recipes that you can make them your own, but I'm never afraid to say, Hey, just so you know, I've put a little bit of my own flair onto this recipe here and I have made up some of my own, but still, even with that being said, Jennifer and Amanda, I still don't know if they're really my own because I'm sure that there's somebody out there that's done something just like it, or if not, you know, pretty close to it. So I think that I've always paid homage. I think that I've always given thanks to trailblazers and pioneers and top chefs. I heard Amanda say that she wasn't professionally trained. I love taking pride in being a better boat driver and being a better butcher, a knife handler. I am so, I talked to, if you guys listen to my podcast, I have two of them. Um, one's called this life ain't for everybody. And one's called the foul life. I'm always telling my guests how envious I am of butchers and the way they can work a knife. So when I heard a man to say that, I'm like, heck yeah, that is such an awesome art to have and, and livelihood to make your in, you know, your revenue and your source of income from. And if you get into a butcher shop with a butcher that knows his way around a deer or a cow or pork or whatever, I'm just sitting there going, dang, I wish I could do that. And it, and it drives me to be better. So, yeah, I think that I've always paid homage and I've always wanted to learn the different parts of it. You know, Chad, that's so funny you mentioned that because this is like the third day in a row we've had somebody mention the butchery arts. And I think a lot of people are afraid that some of those arts were uh, potentially going to disappear, that we were we were doing too much industrial uh, commercial production that we were losing the fine art of some of these culinary well, arts. Well, hold on, time out, Jennifer, because what they were saying yesterday on yesterday's show, they were talking about how 
they're having robotic butcheries. Which is which is not yeah. cool because because Chad Jennifer actually worked on some robot stuff herself in the in the kitchen. I just want to show you what she created, which I think <laughs> is amazing because it's a ketchup machine for hot dogs and hamburger. Here, this is the best part coming up. It, it's it's the hot dogs. Who I doesn't like Park Tank? But they said no. It's right on target. It's right on target. Right. She's good, right? She's got it. She's good. It needs a little bit of laser focus. But Jennifer, let me show you some stuff here. Let me just show you some of Chad's. Look at this. I I know you can't see this guy, but look at this rugged guy. Look at this picture of him. I know. I mean, he's a little rugged. I feel a little bit, you know. A little? I feel less like a man right now. That is a very sexy picture. But look at this one. (laughs) Look at this one. I mean, who this, this guy went to school and played baseball in the desert. Like, come on. See what I'm saying? It could be from anywhere. Who knew? Listen, I, I have to throw a couple of things out there. And Amanda, this will go for you, too. Um, I know how to uh, dip a bird to get the feathers off, to clean to clean a bird, okay? So you could take me out. And while, while I may not have the strength uh, physically to hold a, a big gun, I can sure help once we've got the uh, bountiful results in our camp. So I, 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 you could take me out there and I'd be useful. But the other thing I wanted to, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> That's how it feels. But Chad, the other thing I wanted to tell you is I am in um, a partnership in an heirloom bean company. And I totally want to get you some beans to do for your new cookbook. Because they're essential for when you're doing that kind of. And, yeah, please. Please. They're not only good for your heart. They're not beans, beans. They're not only good for your heart. That's true. <laughs> hey, um, I would love hey, some. Amanda, now, 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 Chad, Amanda lives in Kentucky. I do. I was going to say, you know, living in Kentucky now, it's, it's my grandpa was originally from Appalachia and he did a lot of cooking. Like you're talking about, he hunted deer and went frog gigging and, you know, butchered it all, cleaned it all, cooked it all himself. He never really taught me how to do those things because Grandpa didn't have a whole lot of patience for small children. Um, bless his heart, I love him to death. Um, but I grew up eating it nonetheless. And now living in Kentucky, I have so many friends. So I've discovered Kentucky Burgoo. Um, oh, Burgoo. Mm-hmm. Kentucky Burgoo is basically a giant stew of whatever has been hunted that weekend. Um, so it's usually got rabbit, it's got squirrel, it's got, you know, you might have some wild boar in it. It's yeah. And it's, it's a staple of Appalachia, Kentucky Appalachia. And, and I'm learning yeah, it's that. kind of a, it's kind of like a Kentucky gumbo a little bit with like yeah. a roux with a slow started roux. And I've done it all over like, uh, the Paducah area in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I get I get to hunt Kentucky quite a bit um, for waterfowl turkeys. I've done my friend Sam has a a really top notch what Kentuckians call is that the right word Kentuckians? Yeah, I don't know. You nailed it, Kentuckians. You call they call it noodling, and he'll go down under the water in you know places like Kentucky Lake or the big lakes around that area of Tennessee and Kentucky, and he'll put his arm into the mouth of a 65 pound catfish and wrestle it until he pulls it up and puts it in the boat. And then they have fish fries, but I've, I, he's, he's, he's literally begged me to go and I look at his shins and his forearms and I'm like, no, thanks. You look like a UFC fighter from getting beat up by catfish all the time. Yeah. I've seen it happen, but I'm, it's not something I plan on partaking in anytime soon. I would. Yeah. I'm, I'm not recommending it. I got to ask you on this, uh, Chad, where are some of your favorite places? From a culinary perspective, 
uh, where the both the catch and the culinary tradition are some of the most, I don't want to say undiscovered because people in the region are going to know them, but where the rest of us just haven't fully appreciated what they have, the richness of. Where are some of these underappreciated catch and culinary hotspots in the country that you've had the benefit to go visit that you really want to make sure we know about? Um, some that off the top of my head, obviously, if I'm ta- if I'm talking about fishing and then I'll move to the same location with hunting, but I love being in Wisconsin, Minnesota and the Dakotas for fish fries because the walleye is my favorite North, you know, the, my favorite continental American fish, you know, the halibut is a saltwater fish, but as far as freshwater in the continent of the United States, I love that part of the culinary art up there and what they do. But as far as the wild game, the Dakotas, um, I have a friend named Chris Huber who has a, a wrestling call, uh, uh, sorry, a, a restaurant in, in a little town called Sisseton, South Dakota. And he, we go into his restaurant with our wild game and his menu is so diverse. He does farm raised wild game in there as well as domestic. And it's really underrated in that part of South Dakota. So I don't mean to say this in a rude way, but I haven't had a lot of, I haven't had a lot of good experiences with Canadian culinary flair, except in the big cities. But when I'm out in the prairie land of, of Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, British Columbia, I haven't had a lot of good food unless we're up there cooking it. And I attribute that a lot to, I just think that they're all about the farming and they live off the land with their vegetables and they, they're pretty bland with a lot of their recipes. And I've, I've talked to them about it and it just seems to be that way. And a lot and, and in the Dakotas, it seemed to be that way too. In Western Minnesota, it seemed to be that way. So when I got to see some of the people that I get to run with up there, cook their wild game and prepare it, it was amazing. But my all around favorites, I mean, obviously I love the Cajun country. I think that for wild game, they do a tremendous job. But like to answer your question in truth, because that one's really well known, I, I think that places like uh, Northern California, north of the Bay Area, north of the Napa, Sonoma area of the wine country. It's um, it's really not known for its culinary arts up there towards the uh, Oregon border, but I've had some amazing food all over the West United States, the Columbia Basin, north of Seattle. I've had a, a, a ton of luck getting around good chefs all over that. My all-time favorite, 100% though, is, is, is around Stuttgart, Arkansas, and the, the love and passion that these duck hunters have in duck camp. I don't know if you guys um, are familiar with that part of Arkansas, but it's down towards the central south part of the state. It's called the Grand Prairie. And in the art of duck, that's where the rice is harvested. Tons of rice and a ton of flooded timber where, you know, a lot of the, it was all timber at one time. And because rice production was so valuable and commodity, they started clear cutting all the timber. Well, the timber that's left still houses a lot of mallard ducks. So it's called the duck capital of the world, Stuttgart, Arkansas is it's also called the rice capital of the world. So there's so many historic duck camps in that area because the Mississippi flyway starts really wide up top, like a funnel all the way from Western North Dakota, all the way over to the Mississippi, you know, the East side of the Mississippi river. And as it gets South, it just kind of converges in on the black river, the white river, the cash river, the Arkansas river. And it all ends right there in the grand prairie of Arkansas. So all those ducks that start out real wide up North, they end up in this little spot called the grand prairie down South. And there's, there's so many historic duck clubs and awesome chefs down there. It would literally blow your mind to see the diversity in the menus, the wild game that's being prepared and and the vegetables and, and how they pair it with alcohols and beers and different drinks as well. Jennifer, it's nothing to quack about. Okay, is what Jennifer. And we need to get you down there, Jennifer. I'd like to put you in those high boots 
high boots. Not those high boots. Different kind yeah, of high boots. Chad's from Vegas. He understands what I'm saying when I say high boots. Different <laughs> high boots, Chad. Right. I and did. You've been watching too many, too much of that. Uh, yeah. There was another Saved by the Bell actress in a show called Showgirls. I think you've been watching too much. Oh of my it. God! Yeah, did, sure. you wanna, uh, did you want to? Did you want to? Amanda say hi to Barbara and let Chad Hi, know. Barbara. Love let, you. Thank you for watching. Maybe Chad needs to know how famous her son is. Hmm? Yeah, so this is Barbara Rosenfeld, the mother of uh, guitarist uh, and, and brother-in-law. And my brother-in-law, uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax. Oh, Are you familiar wow. with Anthrax? Yeah, right. big time. God, you're like a you're like a music celebrity. It's awesome. Look at this. Look what she's got. Her and her daddy. Look at them. Look at those two. Look yeah, at that. Cool Look that at that is. bad out of hell painting. What is that, Amanda? That's gorgeous. That's the original oil painting. What does he still have it? Is it in yeah. Nashville? Is it in yeah. Nashville right now? Yeah, that's cool. What? That is cool. From bad out of hell. Only the biggest record. Was that? Is that the biggest record ever sold? The no. Uh, I think now it was like. Fourth or fifth world that's worldwide for a very long time. Um, and I, I think still, I think it's the White Album is still. Really? I thought it would be Guns N' Roses. That's no, it's like the White Best Album. Best band of all time. Uh, White Album, Thriller, um, uh, Eagles Greatest Hits, and then Better Than Hell, I think. Wow. Some, something like that. I think I, I think Hotel California is like the biggest one of them too. I, I think well, maybe. It's, it's Eagles' greatest hits. Oh, it's, is it greatest hits? Yeah, yeah. Well, Vince told me um, Doctor Feelgood was the number one selling album. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Vince <laughs> feels pretty good. We'll take you to any Motley show you want, Chad. Anywhere in the country, you just tell me when, buddy. You can't do that game. because because I thought I thought they signed a contract well, before they launched this. No, they're never back. Do it again. There's a huge I know. tour one year away from now. Whenever you want, buddy. Whenever you want, Vince, Vince is my son's godfather. Whenever you want, we will go. But I'm, Chad, a huge, I'm a huge crew fan. Going back to the conversation we were having before, next time you're in Kentucky, do yourself a favor. And I don't know the guys that own it. I've eaten there a handful of times. It's a place called the Elkhorn Tavern. Okay. And it is an amazing seasonal menu. I, I think it might even change weekly, just depending on. We're going to connect you guys, Amanda, because he's yeah. going to be in Kentucky a lot. Chad well, obviously is madly in love with me as a human being. I could tell. He's like, Michael, I'm coming sure. to Vegas and I'm rolling with you and we're going to go to some shows. It's a shame your dad doesn't have a show right now at the uh, Planet of Hollywood, right? I know. It's a bummer. We, we had some good meals, though, before those shows. That's for sure. We did have good meals before those shows. I, I miss Vegas for that reason. I tell Chill, my partner, I'm like, we got to go to Vegas. And he was like, oh, are you really? And I was like, I don't gamble at all anymore. I did. I learned the lesson the hard way when I was 21, and I've never placed a bet ever since. Uh, but I, I go for the food and the shows and the drinks. Sister, I'm not coming to Kentucky without calling you first, but I also have to say that we were in Arkansas a minute ago in rice country. To tie this all together with a bow, do you know whose daddy was in the rice business? I'm Julie. Sure. Child. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, you know that? So I, I got you now. Family I has roots in Arkansas rice country. So it's how we're all connected as foodies. I love it. That's so cool. I love it. That's why I did not know that, but now I do. I am. I, 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 did you mention Guns N' Roses because you know I'm a groupie or did you just pick that one out when you said that name? Bro, I could tell you're a groupie at Guns N' Roses. Stephen, right, Ad Stephen Adler called me. Stephen's called me and he said, Chad's going to be on. Talk to him. You remember love, him? He was, he was I love. I, I love Adler. 
I've seen Adler's Addiction three times at the Rainbow Bar and Grill on Sunset. He's a sweetheart. Uh, Amanda, were we there? We could have been there, Chad. I 100% could have been there. I the really? last time I saw Steve no was uh, around a uh, around Nam show down in Orange County. So yeah. Adler's I, Appetite. With, remember Chip Chip's enough was in Adler's Appetite for a minute too. Uh, so this was, uh, the last time I saw Adler's Appetite was at um uh, at Pinkies. Oh my God! You know who was there that night? Kevin DeBrook and Quiet Riot. <laughs> You know how I know? Because Stephen told me, he's like, Kevin was here the last time before Pinky's closed. It's like Is a he whole still story. alive? No, he passed away. He passed away in 2007. I was seeing Guns N' Roses on August 5th in, in, in Frisco, at the, in San Francisco at the Giant Stadium. And wow. obviously we're not going to now. I seen him there three years ago when they first started back on the Not In This Lifetime tour. And, and then I seen him in St. Louis on their return there since they got 86, mm-hmm. since like 92. And yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. They're not as good as Meatloaf, but they're good. <laughs> Michael, Michael, here's the question: Could we have a virtual summer food and music festival right here with mm-hmm. our family and friends? No. Why? We don't have, we, we don't have the budget. <laughs> Although Vince lives in Tennessee now, Chad, he may want to go hunting with you. I have plenty of p- bands and, and people that would get in on it because, and they all love to barbecue and cook. I think we need to. Phil, I know Phil Vassar likes to do that. I'd like to get Dave Grohl on at some point because he's a barbecue guy. Mm-hmm. We need to work on that, Amanda, because I think that I've, would be fun. I've cooked with Grohl. I've cooked with. Uh, I mean, I ain't going to name drop, but I've I've been to. very I've been very blessed with the uh, the celebrity part of the musicians and the athletes and in the military guys that love to cook. So it's kind of that common bond that brings a lot of them together. But um, I don't know this hat that I'm wearing. These guys are pretty badass. If you've never listened to Whiskey Myers from Texas, they're mm-hmm. an amazing, amazing rock country band, and they all love to throw down on barbecue and food. But anyway, yeah, if we ever did that, I'd, I'd love we to should. Let's do thing. that. And maybe Amanda and Chad can host it, Jennifer, and you could just take the day off. Yeah, because you're a little too conservative for those guys. They'll be like, "Why is Grandma here? What's going on?" Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. So I, I have to ask the question because, you know, when we talk about rock and roll and we talk about, you know, the country traditions of going out and hunting and, and some of those, you know, those gentlemanly arts, uh, you go with a flask or you talk, you know, whiskey plays such a pronounced role in both of these pursuits. And when we talk about Kentucky, Amanda, I just have to say right now, Michael, I'm going to put it out there that that we are all inducted as Kentucky Colonels on the same day. Uh, and we have to do something special for the great, common, yeah. the great yeah. Commonwealth of Kentucky because it is not, in fact, a state in, in that sense. It is one of the rare commonwealths True. in yeah. the United States. All right. and we got people backstage, place. We're going to have to say goodbye. We've got another or I don't even know what you would call it. I, I mean, because this is like food of the land, right? Well, now we've got some more food of the land people coming up. Well, yeah, we, we got to, we got to, let me, let me just get this out because these but guys. are so wordy that, that we all might be asleep by the time you're done. I know. Ouch. I'll make it come out faster. So Chad, Amanda, let's talk a little bit about whiskey and mm-hmm. the great food and um, drink pairings that are part of each of the traditions that you bring to life in the work that you do, both on your YouTube channel, your shows, and your podcasts. Can you talk a little bit about 
some of your favorite sips for the cuisine and the cultural moments of either backstage rock and roll and then obviously out when you're just even referring to some of the things that are going on out in the country when you're grilling. I mean, it's natural. I mean, so when I first moved here to Kentucky three years ago, things went a little wonky uh, in the very beginning and I kind of got stuck here and uh, I couldn't go back home to LA. So uh, I'd subleased my apartment and I couldn't kick my tenants out, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so I took up a job bartending. Um, I had sort of- Yeah, I'd been hanging out at this bar and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the owner was like, you want a job? And I said, sure. And so I bounced around a few different bars in Kentucky. And um, yeah, I mean, bourbon, I've I've come to before moving here. I was a big whiskey drinker, mostly Canadian whiskey, some scotches. Um, And now I'm definitely, I am sold on bourbon. (laughs) I'm a bourbon girl all the way. And my favorite thing that I ever concocted um as a potential for a bar that i worked at um i did a smoked uh peach uh with um so i actually smoked fresh peaches and muddled them and made like a smoked peach peach juice um with yeah, a, yeah with a local bourbon um and just a little bit of uh ginger ale oh yum and that's, yeah that's probably the favorite because i like things to be I like my bourbon. I do. I'm, I'm going to admit. Um, I mean, I'll drink moonshine straight. Don't get, don't you know? And I'll, I'll, I'll bring you some, some serious moonshine when you come visit me. Uh, but if I'm sitting down to have some food or something like that, I like it just a little bit of sweetness to it, but a natural sweetness. Let's bring on. Speaking of sweetness, Jennifer, let's just bring on the other guest. I don't. I, I feel. Know. I feel that you're rude for wanting them to stay backstage. I'm not a rude guy. No. no. Chad, do you agree? I'm 100 percent in. I'll, I, yeah, I'll, I'll take 30 seconds to tell my whiskey story when you bring them on, or maybe two minutes and 30 seconds. They, yeah, may they, they may have their own. They may have their own. Let's bring them on. They might Jennifer, why don't you introduce them? It took a little while for um, one of the guests to show her face. Uh, all I'm saying, it took a minute. Uh, I don't know what was going on. Um, go ahead, you introduce them, Jennifer. Okay, so there is uh, an organization uh, in this country called the Nectar Juice Bar. And what we have done today is we've created an amalgamation of um, not just guests, but concepts. And um, one of the things that we're going to do today is bring you to, um, let me start by saying, everyone thinks that with pandemic, business has been grinding to a, to a halt. They think that there is no opportunity. They think that, that if you're an entrepreneur, you better just, you know, save your powder for when things get better. And we have been on the hunt for stories and uh, we've been on the hunt for people who are examples of, of making incredible things happen, even in the likely of times. And so there's an organization called the Collaborative Partners who have teamed up with Nectar Juice Bars and they are making things happen when it seemed like nothing should be happening, right? Like it seemed as though, oh, uh, we're just going to throw in the towel and wait till it all gets better. True successful artists and entrepreneurs will take a moment like this and they will seize it and they will make something happen. 
And Michael and I have felt really strongly that now is the time to inspire entrepreneurs and operators with success stories and passion stories, which is why Amanda and Chad are all on with us today. We're bringing people together who are inspiring so that operators and entrepreneurs everywhere that have been impacted can treat this moment of COVID impact as the moment of opportunity and inspiration. And, and, I, and I hope that you can appreciate that when we reach out to people like that and they come and say yes, that we have to, that we have to say um, yeah. thank you very much. So, so, so Mikey Tallman is the CEO of the collaboration and joins us now with the CEO and and actually she has this fantastic title that I'm going to have her tell us about because it's not just the chief executive officer. She is doing so much more as the CEO slash Nectar Juice Bar Guru. Uh, we welcome them now to uh, not only our, our soiree, but this is our backstage, but this is our friends in the business party and I'm, I'm thrilled to welcome them to it. Hi guys, Alexis, Hi. welcome. Hi. Thank you for welcome to welcome to my nightmare of Jennifer talking. Chad, I saw you giggle. I saw Chad giggle. I like your voice. I like. I I like. I I did see that. I did see the friends fall asleep, and that was funny. Yeah, it was funny. So let's find. Is it is it Mikey? Is that how we pronounce that? Makey. 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 Where are you from? With a name like Makey. Israel. Ah, hello, my brother. Nice to see you here, my Nice to see you. Ashkenaz. 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 <laughs> Alexis, how are you, yeah. Alexis? How are I'm you? I'm fantastic now that I got my face to show up, you know. So, so who, so Alexis, you're with Nectar Juice Bars, right? Yeah. And I know I have a bunch of them here in Las Vegas. I don't know. I don't, Jennifer, you have none in Tucson, right? Locations? Jennifer? I do have a couple. Jennifer, you told me they didn't. And now she's telling me they didn't. I haven't discovered them, but we're going to work on that. But um, Alexis- let me get, let me finish, Jennifer. I'm not I'm not even done. You're now you're you're jumping in again. She's doing. She's Chad. By the way, in television, that's called stepping on my lines. Just so you know. I follow. I you don't follow. want to do that with a gun in your hand, right, Chad? <laughs> I'm just saying. So Alexis, I love it. I love nectar. My children like. I hear about nectar every single day. Every single day. So any. We're always happy to take gift cards at my house because all they want is nectar. Right? Nectar. You like how I did that? That was my that was the Ashkenaz in me. You see how that worked? <laughs> so, um, so tell us what you guys have what you guys have done. What have you created? Put us together for us. So, um, we at Nectar we do acai bowls. Uh, you know, probably one of your kids' favorites. But we um, added a layer of this amazing coconut yogurt. Um, and it's a really hard thing to find a high quality ingredient that we love. And so when we found this one, it was like, okay, how can we use this? And so we put it on top of our acai bowl in this layered, amazing energy bowl that we do. Um, so yeah, you have to try that one for sure. But but the reason we're excited to have you on, Alexis, is because you, you've got the title of Chief Visionary Officer. And I wanted to use that um, as our connection point with everybody that's oh, on, because okay. it's all about inspiring. Um, okay. Nikki, can you can you join and and talk about what the vision was that led to this collaboration? Yes. Uh, so first, I would say that you spoke about success through the pandemic, 
I think that uh, Nectar is a great example for success through the pandemic because they have a the, the, the ones that are mostly successful or that can be successful are the, the ones that have a real point of difference and they're actually thriving. So what what we what we were really blessed is with Alexis choosing us and finding that we have a point of difference in well with what we are doing compared to anybody else and joining them with their consumer that loves their brand and what they do. And really, it's, it's actually in times like this, people are looking for things that are extraordinary, that are different. It's not time for compromise when you go out and you want to, and you want to go to a juice bar. So they, they choose a nectar, and nectar is, a, is a thriving. And we, uh, with our, uh, our vision is uh, to, uh, to free the world from uh, dairy, and we want to do it uh, one, uh, one cup at a time. But really, by uh, providing people with a product that will be no, they will not sacrifice anything. They will they will just enjoy it. It will be delicious, and they will the people who loves great product will love will love will, will love our great yogurt. So we actually we we're very blessed. We closed our Series A in the middle of March, and it was the day that the Dow Jones hit at twenty thousand. It was a it was a there was a lot of pressure at that day, as you can imagine. But there are people with vision who invested in the business because they they know that what, what we are going through now is a, is something that will will get over it, will get over these bridges, and will be in good times. And people, we look for for products that are really making a positive difference in their life. What and does this the is collaborative what, do. what does the collaborative do? What what are you the collaborative? What we manufacture plant based yogurt and desserts. So you manufacture plant based yogurts and desserts, and then. Alexis, you guys found the collaborative? How yeah. did that work? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how it landed. We get a lot of... Oh, that's always good to interview you without knowing how it landed. That's always, Chad, how would you handle that in an interview? I don't really know how it happened. <laughs> well, no, a lot of things landed she on... She can go way. anywhere with you know, it land, now. Land, like, coming across, <laughs> we come across a lot of products. We get sent a lot of things that, you know, like people want us to carry in their stores. And so How many stores do they have? How many Nectar stores are there? About a hundred, gosh, our numbers are changing a little bit. Uh, like a one hundred sixty something, we'll go around there. Um, wow. Okay. And they're all franchises. Yeah. Is that how that works? Franchises. Um, a Licenses? large percentage of them are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you work for the corporate. So I started it with my ex-husband, who is the actual CEO, and so chief visionary officer was my choice because it was really wow. sort of my vision to bring juice and healthy real food to the masses. Um, All right, so, so let's really get into this. So you started the business of Nectar. Who created the name? You did with the K double yeah, K? Yeah, okay. well, it, there's a whole story with that, but yes, essentially we- And then you got divorced, let's get really to the roots of this. Then you got okay. divorced from the guy, right? You guys started a business yeah. that was doing well. You're like, dude, I can't freaking take you anymore. I can't stand being in a room with you, right? Do you have kids with each other? Do you have kids together? We don't have kids together. Oh, God, that's easy. Easy escape. Easy well, out. Well, our kids. This is our well, kids. So you're like, I can't stand being in the room with you. Jennifer, isn't this the same story that we heard with that other thing? With that other little that other little stand? And they have like hundreds of locations now. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. He was a little fruity tooty. That's why you know that's why they're not boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. But Alexis. I, so, I get that. So, well, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying, you know, that's why they're not together anymore. He, she didn't have the equipment that he wanted, right? That'll he didn't need in a relationship, right, Chad? It'll you happen. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Chad, you are funny. So yeah, you're funny. So I wait, I gotta bring Amanda back in because she may have some comments on that. So Alexis, so now do you see this man every day of your life now? 
not every day, but we, we do work together. We actually, we're actually better business partners than we are. Yeah. That's what they all say. More importantly, yeah. do you have a boyfriend now? Do you have a boyfriend now? I do. Yeah. And how is he with this? Is he good with this? Because I'll tell you, if the husband had a girlfriend now, she wouldn't be good with this. Oh, she's, uh, he's actually re he just got engaged and, and she all, loves that you guys, does she, uh, does she monitor your phone calls with each other? Who's coming out of the bathroom? Who is this? Is that the boyfriend? Oh, oh, no. that's my nephew. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. What is going on here? I know. This is <laughs> my home. You know, welcome to COVID where things just, you can't control Chad, everything. do you have any relationship questions for Alexis before we oh, get back no. into the collaborative? Yeah. Wait, I thought this yeah. was about food. <laughs> well, food is life, right? You honed right in on that. Let's, let's food, food is our journey, right? It's all right. <laughs> Mikey, you know, food is our journey. It's all about that's life. True. You know what I mean? So, so Chad, what are you? I mean, you're a hunter, bro. So you and I both lived in Vegas. We had our formative years here. And that's probably why we've always hunted, right? You've hunted game. I've hunted game. If you know what I mean, Chad, game in the nightclubs. Blackjack, blackjack. You know, I'm talking about going to Pure and Utopia and the game that was crawling in those places, right? I follow. All right. So, so Alexis, Alexis. Alexis builds a business with with the with the you married a husband right? Yes. And then you're like enough. Look, she's very uncomfortable, Jennifer. Do you want to calm her down? I'm afraid of what you're going to ask next. <laughs> because I'm just wondering what it's like to work. Like I know that. Listen, when we have our fights, man, my wife is a very world famous artist, right? And I have the largest magazine in the trade industry, 12 million readers a month, right? And our egos are like, <laughs> right? And I always say, oh, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be a famous artist. You know, she doesn't like it when I say that, Alexis. And I want to just take advice from you. Is that something I shouldn't say? Coming from a successful place. No. Well, I mean, obviously, I think egos, you know, either your egos are going to work together to feed each other and help each other grow, right? I mean, you want me to get all... I I want you to tell... Would you spend... I know you guys had to go to therapy, couples therapy. We We want to know. And this, the collaborative wants to know because... He needs to know what he's getting involved with. He wants to make sure that it's he produces. Like, let's get back in the bowl. He wants to make sure that the that the that the, the, the coconut the coconut milk he's producing and the ice is is going to have a stability. He doesn't want to overproduce and have you guys blow up, right? Oh and then no, have, no. We've been we've been in business for ten years. We've been working. He doesn't want that to happen. He doesn't want years. that to happen. <laughs> I think Amanda just we're brought good. a cocktail. Um, I brought the moonshine. I'm about to. I know. How come I didn't get moonshine? Drink, you guys. Just drink it up. Drink it up. Alexis and I, we're talking. I missed that email where we were supposed to drink moonshine. Okay, you know what? Thanks, Jennifer. Come in, Jennifer. I've got to step in. Running out of time. No one's running out of time. Here we go. We'll move her out. Listen, Mike, are you in Israel right now? I'm sorry. Are you Sorry. in Israel? Where are you? No, no, I'm in America. I live here for more than 15 years. Oh, where are you? What city are you in? Richmond, Virginia. Oh, I'm from Maryland, originally. Okay. And Amanda's in Kentucky, and Chad's in Reno. Alexis, where are you, in Orange County? Yes. Stop it, I just made that up. Are you seriously in Orange County? Yes. Oh, that was, so, a house, that was a housewife's joke. That was messed up. I'm dude. so jealous. I want to be in Orange County, but I don't have the blonde hair to so messed up. <laughs> All right, let's go back. All right, now that Jennifer is crying in the corner somewhere, you know, she gets very, she's very professional, you guys, right? Amanda, you've known me for 20 years. This is what we do, right? This is what backstage, backstage antics. Backstage antics. 
<laughs> so so you reached out to Nectar and said, I have a product that you guys have to no, have. No, 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 no. The chief visionary officer decided that we are the we should get together. And we were so blessed with that. That's yeah. a blessing. And we just nice. said, yeah. we will do whatever you want because we think it's a perfect match. You have the, we love what you do. We love what they were there, your, the essence of your chain. We love your vision. And we will be honored to be part of it. Fantastic. All right. So what are your other products? So you, what do you supply to them, to Nectar? So we know. We them. supply to them uh, yogurt. Uh, Alexis, you explain much better than me. I don't yeah, think so Alex we, knows. She's getting confused. No, we, no, no, no. I was saying we get a lot, lot of products. And so when I tried this, I was like, we have to have these guys in. Um, so we were originally thinking we just would carry, they sell these amazing yogurts and we were going to carry them in our deli case. And then it was like, you know, because it was such a good product, it was actually something I wanted to put on top of our acai bowls. So we reached wow. out and we thought it would be a really fun collaborative um, to kind That's of work cool. together, you know? And uh, it's just, it's easy to have some kind of like, other like-minded products and the big thing is just it should taste good you know i mean health food doesn't have to taste disgusting and i think that is one thing both of our brands truly believe in it has to be healthy and it has to taste good right i mean i think that's kind so of so you love to stuff so so that so what who are other people able to buy your products or are you strictly licensed to nectar right now no no, no we sell in supermarkets we what, what's in it called what's it called the collaborative Wait, the co so I could go it's into the actually rebranded it. It used to be the coconut collaborative, right? And now it's now it's the collaborative because we are plant based and we are about collaboration. But it used to be the coconut collaborative. Now we are launching into the market with the, the collaborative uh, name. So it's all at the grocery stores. Like all over the, the grocery stores, yeah. in, in the area, in the Gelson's, in many natural specialty stores, in, in a, a lot of things in LA. In the South California, wow. in the Bay Area, along the West Coast, we are uh, we are with Sprouts nationwide. We are uh, fresh theme. So you're Chicago. a very. What you're saying is you're a very wealthy man. You're a wealthy. Man. <laughs> I'm a very wealthy man because I have a great family. Now, Ch yeah. oh, that's my Israeli buddy. Now, Chad, <laughs> Chad, would you would yes. you would you bring that out into the uh, field with you while you guys are out doing your? Would you bring some coconut ice cream and yogurts out there? Yeah. Yeah, I, like I like I like healthy food. I mean, this is a weird show, Jennifer. You got you got. Now, okay. by the way, I want to say we we have nothing against people who do hunting and like meat. We just know that many Americans, actually, majority of Americans, wants to enrich their life with more plant based food right. and more plant based diet. Yeah, and this is what we offer them to do it without compromising. Right, because you want to still have your brisket and your gefilte fish. You want to make sure okay. we can have. We can have what we want to have, right? And then we, we incorporate uh, yeah. Alexis. What is going on? You're making me dizzy spinning around. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I have a house full of children. Unfortunately, they don't listen when I say stay out of my way. You know, I, I cook with heavy cream when I'm making my sauces, but I use a plant-based milk in my coffee and in my cereal. Yeah. Not a girl. The crystal ball that we have here at Food and Beverage Magazine has indicated for, for a long time that we're all looking plant-based and plant-based forward. So I think you're right on point. It was one of the reasons we wanted to have you on. Um, and I, I want to talk a little bit, Alexis, let's go back to you if we can. Um, you know, there's something ubiquitous about this awareness that has happened over the last few years about having these really healthy, nutritious bowls. 
Can you talk a little bit about how companies like Nectar have woken us up to the way that we eat? Because you, <laughs> I give up. Hi, Jennifer. I feel so sorry for you. I, I give up. Because I'm really interested. I've been so looking forward to having you guys. I know. I'm moving around again. I lost you. That's Jennifer, okay. what are you? I mean, Alexis, what are you doing? Now you have an empty chair. Is that for Elijah? <laughs> what's, yes. what's going on over here? This is live. Okay. No, we. You know, I wouldn't joke with you. We are huge. We are huge Nectar fans. That is. A, that is the God's honest truth. Good. 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 I'm glad. No, we're, we're very honored to have you all here with us. I and, not you know, being able to hear let's Jennifer. Talk, let's talk a little bit about this moment in time. All of you are entrepreneurs. All of you are business people that are in this moment. And the, the one question and the reason we've assembled this wonderful group together is to, is to give inspiration to operators and entrepreneurs. Tell us what you see the opportunity of this moment as being. Could each of you talk a little bit about the positive, the silver lining of this moment in time business-wise from, from the food standpoint that you all approach the work you do in? Um, I, mean, yeah, I, can, <laughs> I can run with that. Um, you know, like I, said, I started this quarantine cooking up a storm like a mad woman. And sharing pictures of my food, and then that turned into people asking for my recipes. And you know, my my awesome boyfriend, my partner in crime and in life, um, you know, he helped and made the suggestion of running with the fact that I have a background as an actress, as a filmmaker, so I have that presence on camera. And so I'm I'm running with a completely new thing I've never done before, but it's something that I. Two things that I love to do. I love to entertain people and I love to cook. Um, and especially for me now with so many people staying home and wanting to cook at home and not necessarily wanting to eat out at restaurants, uh, that is, the, you know, that's a huge thing. People want new recipes. They want new ideas. Uh, and, and I think also, too, with, you know, with what Nectar's doing and make them speak on it, um, from my standpoint, you know, when we first started here, oh, meat's running out and there's not going to be any meat. I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to look up all the plant-based recipes that I can, like that, uh, that I can find. And I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to up my culinary game with with plants. And that's awesome. So that's what I have to say about that. I love it. <laughs> I missed the question. For some reason, my service was... Spotty. You know, the, the bottom line is um, operators and entrepreneurs in the food space make up one of the largest sectors in. She's having trouble hearing you, Jennifer. Hold on, Alexis, can you hear me? Thumbs up if you can hear me, Je Alexis. I can hear everyone but Jennifer. I don't know why. So I'm what did I just private chat you? When you, to when you told me that, what did I just private chat you and answer you? When you, when oh, you said I can't I see Jennifer. You said I can't hear Jennifer. Oh. I said, you're lucky. Jennifer, what did you what did you want me to ask Alexis? She's having trouble here. Thank you. Chad, stop laughing. You're, you're really you're antagonizing this whole thing. Go ahead. All he needs is an audience. And the next thing you know, I'm like following the elephant around with a broom and a shovel. All right. So here's what we need to find out because Michael and I have a mission. Just tell me so I can talk to Alexis because I'm going to translate for you. And yeah. Okay, go ahead. What was the so, question? I forgot it too. Did anybody else forget it? Maybe this we will were... 
Don't okay. don't give don't give me a cleaver right now. Oh, do not hand me a cleaver. All right, what's the question? Being an entrepreneur in these trying times. What's yeah. the silver lining? What's, what's your the silver lining? silver lining? Where, Where's the silver lining right now? Where's the silver lining right now? I want to know what make you ask. Well, I think, um, you know, we were pretty lucky. Our silver lining has been that we were already in an industry that helps boost your immune system that was sort of already grab and go. So the silver lining is really, I think people are starting to look at their health. Um, and then that kind of obviously is good for us because we're already in the business of helping people be healthy. Okay, hold on, Alexis. Jennifer, Alexis said the silver lining. Is, Why oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought I was translating. I got confused. <laughs> I've been watching so many. I've been watching so many press conferences lately. I thought I had to translate back. Right. <laughs> I want to know what Chad. It's terrific. I want to know what Chad has to say about this moment being a silver lining moment. Here's what Chad's thinking about right now. That's it. That's all he cares about. He's just thinking about the bacon. That's all he cares about. I was thinking about plant. You can have your bacon, but have a juice every now and then just to get your immune system good. Hey, I I, I, I juice, I juice. I don't, I don't think I've Whatever ever heard works. of a nectar cafe. Can everybody hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think I would say my silver lining and and is going back to what you said before, Jen, on the on the generosity, and um, I think that uh, generosity mm -hmm. and the the ability to give back with the mm -hmm. entrepreneurial spirit has meant everything to me. And uh, we've been able to put together an initiative with our provider brand that we are able to go out and pull our trailers into a fire department parking lot or a police precinct or a hospital. And we're able to, to cook and serve food to first responders uh, through different partnerships that we've you know, acquired through the hunting industry, the outdoor industry and the conservation industry. So the silver lining is just being generous and being able to give back through the entrepreneurial spirit. And there's a really cool story going on in my hometown to where one bar was shut down because of, um, you know, the governor here shut down a lot of the bars and a place that was serving food that was a custom brewery took three of those custom brews from that bar and that brewery that was shut down because they didn't serve brew and he put them on three of his taps. So those that bar that, that got shut down is able to generate revenue through this other man's bar right down the street. So. I think it's that kind of thing with the entrepreneurial uh, spirit shining through in America that, that keeps me going every day. Mickey, I wanted to throw this to you too, because you're a sophisticated operator and entrepreneur. And, and I wanted to get the sense from you, how you can inspire other young entrepreneurs out there who are looking at this, having maybe closed their business, lost their business, having to reimagine where they go next. What, what can you offer us? as far as like an inspiration or an idea it's it's really start with the start with the mindset and it will maybe sound a cliche but every threat is an opportunity and that's a, that's a good start of how you set your your mind and from there you you go forward with it and and you look for for your real strengths where your real where you are really better than others, and and then and then you are, but you really need to sharpen your pencil in these times, maybe another seven times compared to regular times. Right. And when you do it, and you do it with the right spirit, so good things are happening. We are we are right now tripled what we did last year. It's true that it falls from a small base, but we tripled what we did last year, and we look to double it by the end of the year. Uh, and I will say what uh, what uh, Alexis brought to us was also about we did not thought that uh, food service should be on the list for this year. We said forget forget food service, but you know when 
but then suddenly something like this come and you find such a partner with such a strong brand and people love it and you're, there's such a fit with the essence and with the quality and things from there rolling forward in a in a really in a in a in a collaborative and also enjoyable way. Do you think the collaborative could buy out her ex-husband so she you guys could own a company together? <laughs> Uh, this is our first uh, Zoom uh, introduction that I have with Alexis, so there's a long way to go till you No, I'm happy to facilitate. Again, <laughs> nobody's bigger than me in the industry. I'm going to make this happen, and I'm going to be a part of that. Alexis, I would invest. I, in. wanna... I would invest. Chad's in too. Chad's I'm in. in. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you one thing. You did. You did. You did the hit it right. There is a lot of synergies between the businesses. Oh, I'll come up with a recipe that includes uh, the collaborative yogurt in, in my next episode. Ooh, and, the other, and then I'm going to tie this all together one more layer and bring our friend Farmer Lee Jones in from the Chef's Garden. What are you bringing him in for? Is he here? Is he joining this? Because He's got a bow tie. I, I don't think Chad's going to like the guy. He's got a bow tie. Chad, he sells carrots. Why you keep Chad, throwing me I mean, under the bus? There's a lot of assumptions going on. Chad and Amanda, this is for you. I made a sensational creamy dressing with the collaborative coconut yogurt. And it mm. goes brilliantly well on Farmer Lee Jones's seasonal vegetables. I love it. And I think one of the all-time great synergies is going to be making sure that um, the collaborative and the uh, chef's garden connect because the synergy and the, and the and the philosophies are so synchronous. I want to work with the collaborative. I want let me. You know what? I have a new book out, right? And we we're trying to help restaurants. Obviously, you do food service, Alexis. As much as I make fun, you guys are killing it. You're doing a great job. I'm sure the numbers are a little bit down, but it's okay because at least you're still in business, right? Yes. And yeah. there's a lot we need to do for the. I mean, I joke around a lot. I don't know if you guys noticed. I'm a little bit of a jokester. I think Chad noticed, but um. I want to help. We need to help restaurants, right? And we need food service people like yourselves to be able to help. And and one of the things that Jennifer and I was talking about is you have, and, and I think Alexis is probably a good example of this, Jen. She's is, a great example of this. That's I, why. I, 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 calm down. Calm down. I don't need affirmation. Jennifer, now you got me off track. I know she is. That's why Jennifer, I'm going to send you some guns. And I'm just going to keep going, Chad. I'm just going to keep going. But the point is, when you started a business, you took a great leap of faith, right? Everyone told you, don't do it, don't do it, you're crazy, right? So yeah. that happened to every every restaurateur in the country, right? And now they're getting a little scared because of the pandemic and how things are reopening and the different rules and restrictions. But you know what? If you if they still have that fire, bring it out, right? There's still the fire in them. Find the way to do it. Okay, there's restrictions. There's always been restrictions. You've got the health department, you've got this. Now there's just other ones. Now there's just more restrictions, right? So it takes guys, people like yourselves to say, hey, we can find, and I know that this is good, Mikey. Am I say that right? Mikey? How do I pronounce it? Mikey. And I know, look at him. He loves this. He loves that I'm just getting him attention, Chad. <laughs> see what's happening? And But there's people like yourselves that are saying, hey, we know that there's there's new things. There's new roles. There's new ways to do things. Let's figure out a way to make it happen, right? Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must-read, The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold.
I don't even know how that happened. I'm sorry. I don't know how that popped into the show. Chad, that is horrible. I, no <laughs> I did it. I did it. I mean, Chad, what did you, I don't write cookbooks, Chad, okay? We're not going to go out and hunt wild boar today, but I may go to Nectar this evening. Over yeah. at Summerlin, over at Summerlin. Up, pull me through to your screen, please. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to downtown Summerlin Alexis, or maybe over to Trails Shopping Center and grab some nectar today. I'm gonna get what you guys at the collaborative worked on together, and then we're gonna help everybody. It's did Jennifer write the foreword to that book? Jennifer did not. She just she wrote the rear end of it. She actually <laughs> um, I have Jennifer. Oh, she, you know who was on this? Amanda Chef Gordon. You know Chef. Oh yeah. Record. Chef Gordon wrote on this. David Burke wrote on this. Jennifer English wrote on this. Wow. And, and Jonathan Chevin, Food God, if you guys are familiar with Jonathan, he wrote an endorsement on the back of the book too. Cool. Awesome. Listen, That's right. I want to say that if I'm if I'm going to talk about all the success factors that are going to take us into the future, what the collaborative is doing when they've got packaged goods that are critically important for people to trust, they're giving me basically that no-touch product. Imagine how important in the grab-and-go future that we're all going to be part of, how important what the collaborative is doing. How is it going to be that we can have more plant-based options that are in that secure, clean packaging? Isn't it more important what Nectar is doing, though? I wouldn't say I think it's all important. These this is I got you, girl. I got you, Alexis. See that? Gotcha. We're gonna own that company, buddy. The collaborative and food beverage magazine and Alexis Schultz. That's it. Nectar. Don't you Chad, feel like we're Chad's on Mad in too. Chad's in too. Thing is Gene Raver. Now we've got the six people on match game. We're gonna have a question. This match we're gonna yeah. play match game, food match game. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Listen, I want to thank you all very much for being here with us today. And, and please come and visit with us again. And I have to thank each of you. Um, Mickey, please tell everybody, you're in Sprout stores, which is where I find you. But you're also in other specialty retailers around the country. Let's tell everyone where you're located and where we can find your products. In the Bay Area, we are in a safe way in the Bay Area in many specialty natural stores. In, Calif in South California, we are in uh, Target and uh, in uh, Gelson's and many natural specialty uh, stores. We are at Fresh Team, we are at Wegmans, uh, we are at Walmart with our desserts. So we are, we are with AGB uh, in about 60 stores. So, and it's uh, growing by the day. So it's adding and adding through this pandemic. We already doubled our number of stores and it's continuing to grow. And of course, the nectar juice bars are located everywhere. Everywhere, east yes, coast down. and mainly west coast. Everywhere, we're, we're going to promote nectar right now. Nectar is everywhere. We're excited about the new proposition that we're talking. Alexis is excited to have a happy life and not one of bitterness because bitter divorce creates bitterness. Alexis, yes, it does. And Chad, where can we find you at? Uh, right now no. in my studio. No, but we're at a. At thefowllife.com, at the Foul Life TV on Instagram, and uh, several podcasts out there. This Life Ain't For Everybody is our hey. biggest podcast, and we have a couple sister podcasts off of that. I got, I got a question. All. I got a question. Yes, sir. Chad. Do you poo-poo yes, in the woods? Do you poo-poo in the woods when you're out there? Because everyone wants yeah, uh, to know. Uh, if, I, if I eat a lot of vegetables. There you go, Jen. Amanda? I want, I'm, we're going to set everybody up so we all have a, I want you and Chad to connect because you're in Kentucky and I think. Are you asking if I poop in the woods? No, 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 no. I just want you and you and Chad to, you know, 
Your dad may love Chad, by the way. That's his kind of a guy, the gun guy. Oh, he right? would love so, me. Yeah, he may like Chad. He may be a Chad lover. He may even watch in, the show. I, I, I'm in Nashville all the time, so I'm going to come see you, man. And, there you uh, go. I love it. Please do. And going back to, I was I was told a few minutes ago uh, via my Facebook chat that a burgoo is a, it's it's a, a, any anything with heat is what goes. Oh burgoo. my God! How did this happen, Amanda? Oh my gosh! It's my mama. How did Leslie get on our show? This is the craziness. Woo! Everybody say hi to Amanda's mother. Hi, <laughs> mom. The <laughs> patriarch, the patriarch of the family. There we the inspiration go. to so yes, many songs. Hey, Chad. Yes, ma'am. Chad, I have to tell yes, you something that is on my bucket list that I didn't know was on my bucket list until I started preparing for our conversation today. And I started really thinking about what are the things that I'd really like to do in this life? I would love to go on a turkey shoot. I've never been on one. I'm not somebody who hunts. It's not my thing. It's not a tradition I grew up in. I mean, I'm from Boston. What are you going to do? But I have to tell you, I love turkey. I love making big meals. I love cooking. And I, I just want to put it out there that on my bucket list, I'd love to go cook a turkey with you. And, All right, uh, we'll plan on. Amanda, you want to come, on the, come on the actual hunt? Yeah, I'd love to come and do that with you guys. All right, we'll meet by Amanda's house. I'll, meet, I'll I'll be. I got a farm in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and we'll have a big time. Perfect. I got the film crew. We'll film it. That's awesome. You guys. All right. Thanks, welcome. everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. One last Thank y'all. From me, if you don't mind. Uh, so uh, last night, my first episode, Meatloaf's Meatloaf, aired. Tonight, speaking of my mom, is Mama Angel's seafood salad, seafood pasta salad. Oh, you told me about the seafood pasta salad. I'm excited for that. As soon as we leave here, it is going live on my YouTube and on my website. Fantastic. I love you, Amanda. And I, Amanda, before we let you go, there are two things I wanted to ask you because I watched that episode. And when you take the time to make a fantastic meatloaf like that, then you open up a world of possibilities. God willing, you'll have some leftover and yep. then you can make a sandwich the next day. So yep. before in the first preparation, gravy, no gravy on the first night's bake. On the first night, I don't, I usually don't do gravy on my meatloaf period because of all, because of the way I make that glaze. I yep. don't, because my meatloaf is so moist, I feel like it doesn't need a gravy at all. Okay. What I do do with it though, my leftovers are absolutely yes, meatloaf sandwiches. And my boyfriend makes a mean meatloaf sandwich with grilled portobello and it's called, it's craziness what he does with it. But then I take it when we're sick of actual meatloaf. I put it in, I basically make a ragu. Oh, okay. And I, I make it up, I make a, like a, almost a bolognese or a ragu. I was going to say, because I make a meatloaf bolognese when I usually make a meatloaf. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's I basically, that. I don't put heavy cream. So right, isn't that the difference based the mostly between a ragu and a bolognese is like bolognese. Well, most bolognese will use milk yeah. to tenderize the, um, the meats. All right, we're going to get on, you know what, Jennifer, we got to wrap this show. Enough of this bolognese meatloaf business. We are going to get Amanda back. She's always welcome. Hold it for everybody needs that anticipation of the next question for the next show. No, no, no. Amanda, meatloaf sandwich, hot or cold? Hot. I like mine cold. I love you, Amanda. Goodbye. I love you guys. Lovely to meet you, Jennifer. Thank you guys so much for having me. Hug what do you think? What do you think? Happens. She hears you. What do you think of my friends?
You got some great friends. By the way, I just want to say the show today, you were a little bit rowdy, and I want you to calm down for now. <laughs> okay? There was a little rowdiness going on. All right, I got a lot to do. I got to get out of here. We got a show tomorrow. Don't we or no? I hope you not. You know who's on with us tomorrow? Oh, the oh gosh, the CEO of Celsius? All right, well, let's talk to the One of the most All right, we'll talk about it tomorrow. No, no, I got to tease it. One of the most exciting, young, dynamic CEOs in the country. Good. I love you. Kiss your babies. Go ahead, say it. Say Dude, it. Hug your kids and count your blessings. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Hug your kids and count your blessings? Yeah, that's what I always say. Such a beautiful... Thank you.